When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the Miami Heat Floor Crew on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Jonathan A.K. Jonathan MMA. We got Mr. Matt Hannafin. We got Mr. Gaddy Cartagena. And the Miami Heat will be adding back two of their best players Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo come tomorrow against Minnesota. Uh, I think that's the most exciting news. It broke a little over an hour and a half, two hours ago. So uh, we're getting them back. You know, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the insane Jimmy Butler buzzer beater versus the Chicago Bulls last night, which was uh, fun to see just to see him actually take it inside the paint and not settle for a three-point shot. Um, And obviously it ended up paying off really well for us. And how could we not talk about Jaime? I mean, Jaime's continue to do his thing. We'll break it down a little bit. Duncan at 900 threes, fastest to that. We'll get a little bit into that as well, guys. Appreciate you, as always, for checking us out here on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. If you're not already, like the video, subscribe, uh, follow us on our podcast feeds, Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you guys, as always. But let's get right into it. We'll start off with the hottest topic. We have both Bam Adebayo coming back from his hip injury and Tyler Hero coming back from injury as well with that ankle sprain. So, um, Matt, I'll let you kind of start off and get into it. You know, obviously this team is much different now than when Tyler Hero left initially, right? This team was still trying to figure out its identity. We were still having players come out and come in and out of the lineup from uh, injury like Caleb and Highsmith and Jaime wasn't Jaime just quite yet when, you know, the beginning of the season was here. But with that, all those players coming back, making key ro- key additions to their game, dunking the playing way he is. Um, what do you see, you know, with Bam and Hero coming back and integrating them back into the lineup? Well, like to start out with Tyler, I think it makes Tyler's job easier because we see how well Jaime Hawkins has developed. We've seen Josh Richardson even lately blossom into his own in his second stint with the Heat. We've seen these different guys kind of emerge within Tyler Hero's absence. And so I believe it will make his job easier because he was over the first, what, seven, eight games that he was playing. He was, you could see how high usage of a ball handler he was, how high usage of a lead creator he was. And now I don't think he necessarily has to have that burden when he comes back. Obviously it will help, uh, but I don't think he he has to be thrust into a role where he has to have a usage over 
30% or 35%, whatever it was. Um, he can kind of delegate stuff to Jaime Hawkes, to Josh Richardson, to some of my, to some of my, uh, some of Miami's other creators, just to kind of help ease that burden to make sure it, it, it the offense flows better with them on the floor, with Duncan Robinson, with all those guys. And so um, I don't think the pressure will be on him as much necessarily to to do so much right away when he comes back. Um, with Bam, like we've seen over the last several games how much Orlando Robinson, how much Kevin Love, uh, how much they get attacked in the pick and roll defensively. Like I was looking at it before we got on. Ever since Bam Adebayo got hurt, Miami, they have these second highest effective field goal percentage allowed. They have around sh- on short twos per cleaning the glass. They have the fourth highest percentage um, at the rim. They have the 12th highest percentage allowed. Like they're getting attacked at the rim and teams are shooting a lot at the rim. And it, it's it's not really conducive to success. And so I believe when Bam Adebayo comes back, when he is dropping, when he is switching, um, it's just going to help Miami more defensively and they're not having to over-rotate. They're not having to, to help and to, uh, to compensate for what they don't have with Bam Adebayo. He's, he, he is that defensive anchor. And so um, there's different things that, that will help, obviously, when you have two of your best players return. But um, I think the pressure will be off of everyone else just to, on both sides of the ball. Um, I guess, in, in those facets. Absolutely. And I think one thing you you said um, is that the pressure won't be as much on Tyler Hero, right? I think a big thing coming into the season is, you know, we obviously didn't get the trade done and there was a lot of pressure on him to come in and essentially exceed the expectation of who we didn't trade for, right? And, and be better than that guy. And obviously it's, it's a really hard shoes for him to fill and it's unfair to ha- kind of, you know, force him to kind of fill that role of a Damian Lillard, you know, and Um, right into the beginning of the season but he came out really hot you know so I was really excited to see that he was performing the way he did he was creating his own shots he was getting to the rim the free throws were were there as well so um, like Lenny Pena says uh, welcome it's welcome to have them back you know like you said two of our three best players back in the lineup again it's going to be such a boost to this team offensively and defensively like you said with Bam Adebayo back uh, just this team is going to look so good defensively. Him and Highsmith. You have someone like Caleb, Hi, uh, Jaime Jaquez. Uh, we just have so many good perimeter defenders. And um, like Bam is like the anchor that holds it down in the paint that can do it all as well. So it's really going to be exciting to see him back and, and reintegrate into that offense too. So Gad, uh, what else do you see from that? And, you know, do you see, or, or to add on to that, do you predict any like uh, ring rust or, or, you know, maybe coming back into it and, and taking some time getting into that flow? Uh, I think with Bam there, there won't be any rust per se. He's really been the, the Miami heat every game that he's been on the floor this year, both sides of the ball. He's been the guy, right? Like to be an all NBA level center, which is the level he was playing at before, you have to be the guy on your team. He was doing that for the Heat. On both ends of the floor, he was doing fantastic. I think defensively, it's going to be seamless because for as many individually talented defenders as the Heat might have, or maybe above average defenders, because some of them aren't really having the best seasons right now, they still make mistakes. Bam Adebayo is probably one of, if not the best defender in the NBA, not only on ball, but also erasing other players' mistakes. He is the system defensively. He is the player that takes them from being what's honestly been a really below average defense from the last two or three weeks that he's been out to they're probably going to be top five once he's back. It really changes that quickly with him in the game. So I think that's going to be seamless. Offensively, we know what Bam does. He he fills a ton of different roles, wears a bunch of different hats on offensive side of the ball as well. He's going to help a lot. I'm very intrigued to see the dynamic with Tyler Hero because 
ever since Tyler Hero was out, we've seen Duncan Robinson really come into his own, right? Now, you could say maybe Duncan takes a step back. I personally don't want to see that. I want to see Duncan still being able to play with free reign and play the way that he wants to. I'm excited to see if that's going to be with Tyler Hero on the floor, if it's going to be a little bit of staggering going on, if we're going to get a chance to see them starting with Jimmy and Bam and another defender in the lineup as well. I'm very excited to see what that looks like tomorrow night against the Timberwolves because Lowry is out resting. That's going to be huge. But with Tyler, obviously he's had a fantastic start to the season. Individually speaking, I think he was playing the best basketball of his career and taking things in the right direction, right? Like being the player that we want to see next to Jimmy and Bam. Now, I do wonder if that's still going to be the case, putting up that kind of those kinds of numbers that he was earlier in the year playing a little bit more off ball once again, and then seeing that you can play him next to Jaime, next to Jay Rich, and they can kind of toggle on and off who's going to be the ball hander in those lineups. So it's another fun piece, another fun weapon that they can add offensively. And all in all, man, like this team, for as good as the system has played and looked and stayed afloat over the last couple of games, they need talent. These are two very talented basketball players that you're bringing back into the fold. If things click, we could see the Heat go on a run here. and. Jimmy Butler's jump shot from the other night could probably be what we could look back and be like, oh, you know, that sparked a couple things. Like he hit the shot. They got a big win. They didn't lose two in a row against the Bulls. And now they got Tyler and Bam back and they, they get a huge win and they win on Christmas, whatever, and so on and so forth. So things things could be looking up for the Heat with this news. They really could. Absolutely. I think, like you said, when you add two of your three best players, uh, like Lenny said, um, it's just going to be, uh, you just add such a, boost to this team and it's really good that we had to go through this early in the season you know obviously we can't predict what's going to happen later in the year but it's good that we had to go through some of these growing pains and integrating some of these players into you know maybe higher roles because now we have a more advanced Duncan Robinson we have a Jaime Hawkes that understands the offense and the defense we have a Caleb Martin you know that's continuing to play explosively I mean he's having you know excellent halves probably the best layup package in the NBA right um one of the uh, and Highsmith as well, you know, I mean, the, the and one that he hit last night, you know, defensively, he's flowing really well. Offensively, he's not lost anymore. So all those guys, because of some of the injuries, were able to take step ups. And I'm really excited to see how, like you say, the integration process goes back. Uh, a question that actually leads into what I'm going to ask about next, uh, asking what the backcourt is tomorrow night with Tyler and Duncan, potentially that. So, um, Gad, I'll throw this one back to you, right? With Tyler Hero being back, right? In a typical lineup, who is going to be the starting backcourt um, when it comes into it? And then also, who is the closing lineup when it comes to that side of things? So I don't care too much for starting lineups, if I'm being honest with you. I understand players care about it a lot. But for me, just being a Heat fan, we've, we've dealt with closing. Your closing lineup is really your playoff lineup and so on and so forth in the Heat gravitate towards playoff basketball throughout the regular season because that stuff translates. So just want to preface it with that. I think we'll go back to the original starting lineup that the Heat had. So that's going to be Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Haywood Highsmith, or Caleb Martin. Not really too particular on who's going to be there in that spot. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I believe that in a normal sense will be what is going on. Tomorrow night, I think they get a little bit freaky and they start Tyler, Duncan, Caleb, Jimmy, and Bam. And we see how that goes. Uh, but the Wolves, we'll probably get into it later. The Wolves pose a bunch of different problems for the Heat that I think having that extra movement and shooting, theoretically speaking, with Tyler and Duncan on the floor at the same time could end up actually helping them out in that scenario. Matt? 
I mean, I think I actually think when everything's normal, I think Tyler starts ahead of Kyle, and I think they go Tyler Duncan, Jimmy Haywood, Bam in a perfect world. Um, I just think that you can have Kyle's creation off the bench, and you can kind of I mean, obviously it depends on just how you stagger it. Uh, but I think Kyle will be one of those first guys coming off the bench. I'm not sure for who. Um, and then you can have him kind of operating those bench lineups, especially when one of Jimmy or Bam aren't on the floor. Um, that's where I think it'll be most successful. Um, and that's just because I don't think you can sit Duncan at this stage, just what, from what we've seen from him over the last 15, 20 games. I just think it's incredibly difficult to. Um, and I think you would kind of insert Kyle or you would insert Tyler just in kind of in Kyle's spot and just to see kind of how that develops. Closing, I think, I mean, what we've seen from like Jaime Hawkins, I think he closes. I think Bam Adebayo closes, obviously. Um, Jimmy, uh, I think Tyler closes, obviously. And then you can kind of, just depending on the matchup, you can kind of do Duncan, you can kind of do Haywood, you can kind of do Caleb. Like it just kind of depends. I think we'll see that more. I, th- I think that will change more, obviously, based on who's healthy, but also based on just th- the type of matchup and maybe even the flow of the game um, on like how guys are performing, who's in foul trouble. Um, what situation is like how close is the game is Miami ahead or are they behind or do they need to st- like it, or do we want a defensive centric lineup do you want do you want to uh, you want to focus on offense with uh, Duncan Rob like it'll change just based on the situation um, but I really think those four guys maybe high maybe high may closes maybe he doesn't but like we've seen how much Eric Spolster trusts him in the fourth quarter um, late in these games when he's not in foul trouble like he, he trusts him a lot and so I don't know if that'll change um, with Tyler here coming back. Um, and so that's that's just kind of how I think it'll play out. Um, but again, it depends on who's healthy. It depends on the situation and everything. I'm kind of with that. I'm not super, super stressed about the starting lineup. It's more about the closing lineup, but I think that'll uh, settle itself uh, just yeah. based on myriad factors. Absolutely. I think to your point, this is uh, the best case scenario is to Spo have so many different options that he can go to like you said with offense you know maybe he needs a three and Duncan Robinson's in there maybe we need to be attacking the paint because their center is in trouble and you put a Caleb Martin in there right or like you said you need a really defensive stop and you need to switch anything everything you take Hero out you put Caleb and Highsmith in there and now you have Caleb Highsmith Jaime along with Bam and Jimmy, and that lineup sounds disgusting defensively. So um, they they just have so many different options when it comes to that. But, you know, continuing just kind of with that side of things, um, you know, Jaime Jaquez. Let's just uh, – we're actually, we'll, we'll save on Jaime. Keep tuning for Jaime Jaquez, guys. Let's talk about that excellent game winner by Jimmy Butler last night. Um, because typically when Jimmy gets that option – uh, or to ch- actually game or take a you know game winning shot, he usually settles for a three. But this time, he actually went inside the paint. He took a step back jumper. He hit the shot at the buzzer, um, and it was absolutely insane to see that happening. Uh, Matt, what was your breakdown thoughts going through your head? Reaction from Jimmy Butler's game winning shot. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was the best Jimmy game, but like he, there were different, there were definitely pockets of space where he was very good. Like, I don't want to take away from that. Like he had a great first quarter. Um, he had a very good, uh, fourth quarter. He had a pretty good third quarter at certain spots. But, uh, the thing with Jimmy is like, I was, I was kind of surprised, but also not surprised at the same time that, that, uh, just Spo let them play. Um, I feel like, I mean, when you obviously have the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands, that, kind of late in game situation. You don't want to take the ball out. You don't want to um, have uh, Chicago put their best defenders on the floor and match that up better. 
Um, I mean, it was a good double drag. Kyle and uh, I think K-Love were the two screeners. Jimmy was able to get to a spot. I feel like they were picking on Kobe White a little bit last night. And so that's something they did again with that that game-winning shot. Um, and obviously when you have Jimmy Butler, again, with the ball in his hands, uh, obviously when it is the three, sometimes you don't want him to take it, but at the same time you trust him to take it and make it. Um, kind of like I think it was against the Knicks uh, that he took that shot and missed it. Um, again, he said, hey, guess what? I'm going to knock down the next one. He knocks down the next one. Um, and so that's just the beauty of Jimmy Butler. Uh, just, again, a, a great end of the game overall after kind of just different pockets of rough play from Jimmy. We, I, we've seen it before. It's the regular season. Nothing to freak out over. But uh, uh, I think it was just a, a great job letting him play, great job setting up a good mismatch, and then great job executing out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said letting them play was was a good point. Uh, continuing to uh, pick on um, Colby White that that was just a really smart move. Like you said, obviously uh, the elevation was able to was able to get it. Um, you know, continuing to make and and make an impact on the game. You know, not just in the scoring, but getting to the free throw lines. You know, assists, rebounds, doing it all. You know, Gad, I'm going to ask you the same question as far as like kind of what was going through your head and your reaction to it. But also, what have you liked about what Jimmy's given with us um, so far? And how do you think the integration of Hero and Bam affects Jimmy moving forward? Uh, I'll start with the last question first. Um, I think Jimmy and Bam will just make life easier for Jimmy, less pressure, because there's been a lot of moments over the last couple of games where it's like, okay, Duncan had his run, Jaime had his run, Kyle had a couple good moments, and everyone's looking at you. Everyone's looking at Jimmy, saying, you're the only guy who should be taking us home. And there's been some times where he's been able to respond and make good plays and ultimately kind of get the team going down the stretch. There's been other times where he hasn't. And a lot of that could be due to a variety of factors, but ultimately – there's going to be a little bit more distribution of the load, distribution of the responsibility on both ends of the floor where Jimmy doesn't have to be one specific guy every night. I think for the majority of the last couple of games, he's had to be quote unquote the guy, which is totally fine. You expect that out of him. He's our super max player or whatever. So you expect greatness. But if we know anything from regular season, Jimmy Butler, especially when it's the beginning part of the season, you're not going to get that every night. There's going to be some bad games. There's going to be some bad moments, right? So I think it'll just make life a little bit easier for him on both ends of the floor and being able to figure out, hey, tonight, maybe Tyler has it going. He has 30. I'm just going to go ahead, make sure Tyler's getting to his spots. And we're working like that. Same thing with Bam. I would love to see him pass, pass the ball to Bam a little bit more, but that's besides the point. Um, so I think I think Jimmy will benefit by them being back. Just when you play with more talented players, the game becomes a little bit easier. So that's going to be really good for him. And in terms of last night, listen, man, we were talking about it on playback, uh, Matt, a couple others, and myself, and th- there were some ugly moments from Jimmy. There were some ugly moments from Jimmy. And then, honestly, the first quarter was good. Second and third quarters were flat out bad, in my opinion. And then he jumped on Patrick Williams' pump fake. And after that, he's like, wait, all right, I got to be Jimmy Butler right now. He turned it on. I think he had like 15 points after that, 14, 15 points after that um, in the last couple last 10 or so minutes of the game, he played really, really well down the stretch, did what they needed him to do. Defensively, he had some good plays as well. And I love that they got the switch on Kobe White. Honestly, Kobe White defended defended as perfectly as he possibly could have. And Jimmy just rose up and he gave you like what was a canon event in terms of heat Jimmy Butler lore. It felt like there was, there was a game winner missing, right? Like 
you can always kind of think back to game winners. Like Bam's had one. Hero had that go-ahead three against the Sixers or whatever. Jimmy hadn't really had that one specific moment, at least in the regular season. He's had countless playoff moments. But he hadn't had that one regular season moment. So this is going to be cool just in totality. When you look back on the Jimmy Butler era and what it meant to the Miami Heat, you're also going to be able to say, and hopefully this sparks a run for the Heat, you're going to look back and be able to say, you know, this was a really good moment for the Heat. This was one of the cooler Jimmy Butler moments where ultimately he got it done. He hit the shot, especially after missing it a couple weeks ago and then saying, I'm going to get the next one. Just perfect Jimmy Butler fashion. He's a psychopath, and it worked out. So... I'm I'm happy that Jimmy got the shot, and I'm happy they got the win. And I'm really, really hoping that this sparks some some positivity and some good vibes in the future. Because, like I said earlier, things could be shaping up, and Jimmy Butler's shot will probably have a lot to do with that. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do – You don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollars trial set for just three bucks again Don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and, and like you said, with um, 
the when it comes to the lore of Jimmy Butler, it's just going to be uh, nice to have this uh, on the highlight play. You know, and it's not going to be like Travis Kelsey's lateral where it's not going to end up on the Hall of Fame, whatever, right? But um, it is going to be on, on Jimmy's highlight reel when it comes down to to regular season heat, Jimmy, uh, and just Jimmy overall. I mean, you know, when it comes to every game, we have to realize. At the end of the day, we don't know when our last day is, you know, so as a Heat fan, as a person in general, you just want to enjoy every moment when it comes to sports, right? You know, of course, you know, being a Giants fan, sometimes I want us to tank, right? But, you know, it, it's it's okay because, you know, we'll win games sometimes and, and you know, we, we may be up sometimes, but at least, uh, like you said, you enjoy every game as a fan. Jimmy Butler made that game enjoyable um, and it was absolutely amazing to see him do that. Um, let's break down a couple things before we get into the next week of Miami Heat basketball. Um, two guys, I'll let you uh, you pick, uh, make your pick first, Gad. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 900 threes. Quickest I mean, to add three. In, okay. I'm just going to go with Jaime Jaquez. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> I you know, I love giving Duncan credit. Shout out to him. He's playing great basketball still. Um, 900 threes, fantastic. Super cool, super dope that he was able to accomplish that. I'm sure his kids will really love that. But Jaime Jaquez has been such a revelation for the Heat. Like you go back to countless podcast streams, whatever we may have had here. I've been saying for a very long time, it feels like one of the things that they're missing is a big wing who can just score and kind of put the ball on the ground a little bit. They've missed that archetype of player throughout this entire Jimmy Butler run. You've had stretches of it with Caleb Martin. You've had, I mean, like a really good Andre Gudala game is more or less like the type of player that I was looking for, right? And now you have Jaime Jaquez who does a whole bunch of the little things on the floor. He's not a perfect defender, but he does have really good moments defensively, specifically on ball in ISO. But offensively, I think he just adds such a different layer of what it is that the Heat have been missing, right? Like they haven't had that other guy that you can look to on the floor. Okay, go get a mid-range. We're going to give it to you in the post, make something happen. Like we're going to run you off a pin down, go ahead and make a good read off of there. So having that type of player who can really slow things down, hit a pull-up, get to a mid-range, take a catch-and-shoot three, get to the rim, draw fouls. There's just a little bit of everything, right? Donut Dan, I hear you talking about Duncan. Duncan is getting to that point, but he has not been that player to this juncture in his Heat career. That's totally fine, though. Like He is a really good player. But this is about Jaime. I'll let Matt talk about Duncan. I'm sure he'll do him justice as well. Um, but Jaime, man, like the handle is also something that I really want to point out because we were talking about it on Playback the other night. Definitely watch those if you haven't watched them yet. There's a good time on there. But I think it was Torrey Craig was really, really pressing Duncan in the corner. Or not Duncan, Jaime in the corner. And Jaime was just just moving the ball on a string. It was super easy for him to just get a, a rotation level NBA defender and just move him to his spot to the point where I believe he got up near the rim, drew a foul <laughs> and got the free throws. That type of stuff is something that we have not had in Miami outside of Jimmy. If I'm being completely honest with you in a really long time. So shout out Jaime. What a great pick from the heat. He's really just playing fantastic basketball. And I understand. Yes. Rookie whatever, right? Maybe you don't want to rely on rookies too much. I'm of that belief as well. But I'm also starting to get to the point where I'm like, let's see what this kid can do. Like, put more on his plate. Let's see how good this kid really, really is right now. Because he's taken everything they've given him and passed with flying colors. And that's going to be a huge, huge, huge impact 
on this team as the season goes on. And as he gets more comfortable in the NBA. So I know I went long there, but shout out Jaime. He's super fun to watch for the, and every single game. I'm not even surprised at this point. I'm just enjoying it. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Jaime play. The crowd feeds off of him. It's awesome, man. This has been a really fun, fun rookie situation that we have going on right now. Absolutely. The, the Heat just continue to find gems. You know what I mean? Uh, Lenny Pena is saying, uh, we miss you. Uh, dude, we miss you too. We appreciate you checking us out. Pretty much either every Sunday or Monday, we'll give you an extra stream on the week uh, out here. Um, so yeah, just make sure you check it out. It's going to be the Heat floor crew. You know what I mean? That's where we're here out here. So make sure you check it out. Sometimes we end up on the podcast feed as well. Showing Matt some love. He's our boy. He's absolutely killing it with us. So we appreciate him joining uh, as well. But but to your point, like you said, Jaime Hawkeye is just enjoying the ride, man. He's continuing to develop in every asset that you're giving him. Of course, he's made some rookie mistakes defensively. He ends up some trial trouble here and there. But outside of that, it's really hard to find mistakes that he's making. Uh, Matt, I know I'm going to give you, let you break down Duncan Robinson, but I don't want you to leave Jaime as well. I'm sure you have something to say. Show me some love on what you want to say with Jaime. And then also, like I said, break down um, what you're seeing from Duncan Robinson previous to the hero return and, and getting to 900 threes as well. I mean, Jaime Hawk is, dare I say, he's the most polished rookie since Wade in Heat history. Like, 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 like being dead ass with that. Like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Gad pretty much took everything I want to say out of my mouth. Um, but he's so incredibly fun to watch. I mean, we can beat this drum for the, again, to, for the entire rest of the year, for, for the next several years. Just how poised he is, how confident he is as a young player. He's never rattled. Um, he knows how to make the right play. He he makes it's rare when you see him make a bad play or a wrong play. Even when it comes to like him moving and him cutting, like it's just rare to see that from him. Um, and that's not something you typically see out of a rookie, even though he is a 22 year old rookie, almost 23. Like he he's just a very poised, calm individual. But he's also like he he knows when to make people look like just complete idiots on the defensive end like like he, he'll 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 find a mismatch he'll seek a guy out he'll recognize a guy who is six four on him and then he'll just he'll do whatever he wants with him and he he's incredibly strong i mean gad mentioned him just moving tory craig off the spot like tory craig's a strong individual he was also just doing that to like andre drummond too a couple of possessions like he was just he and again andre drummond not the smallest guy on the planet um and so just the fact that you're seeing him getting to his spots, regardless of who's on him, and then he'll, he'll just make guys who are smaller than him or guys who are the same size or even bigger than him just look like complete idiots. Um, it's just a beauty to watch, and it's just such a cool change of pace from what we've seen in previous years with Heat rookies. Um, not we're, the Heat have had pretty good rookies over the last several years, but like this one just feels different. Um, and then with Duncan – it's going to be funny to look back on Duncan Robinson's career and like the last three years, we've talked about like all of his struggles, um, just all of like just kind of the inconsistencies that he's had. And yet he's the first to 200 threes, 300 threes, 400 threes, 500 threes, 600 threes, 700 threes, 800 threes and 900 threes. He's first in all of those. He's the quickest to all of those. And so like, We've talked about like how much of a resurgence this year has been, and yet he still accomplished all of that, or at least most of that, since his rookie season. And it's just crazy to think about. And he's knocking down, again, 40, 41, 40, like 40-plus 40 percent of his three-pointers this year on high volume. 
he is developing his game each and every single time he steps onto the floor in terms of like him getting to the rim, him um, attacking closeouts. Um, and t- some guys are they're they're playing off him a little bit. Like he he still have will have guys on his hips, but they're not respecting that as as much because they are respecting his ability to get the rim more. He's making good decisions in live dribble situations when he's getting to the paint, when he's generating those paint touches. Like he's doing all of this, and yet he's still the first to all of these benchmarks when it comes to three pointers that like, I don't really think people have processed just how much bad or like how much of a struggle these last few years have been. And yet he's still been able to accomplish all of this in just a matter of what, five or six seasons. Like it's just a crazy thing to think about. And it's something that we'll look back on being like, wow, like he was actually still pretty good, but at least not to where he was as a rookie. And then obviously now we're, we're seeing his, his game, how he's developing that now over time and how he'll continue to develop uh, on both ends of the floor. Absolutely, man. I think you said just on both ends and teams are respecting the drive now. So they have to play back a little bit because he's, you know, deadly at the rim. And not only that, he just knows how to make some good passes too, right? His reads are really, really um, consistent because he's, you know, quietly been one of the longest tenured heat players you know on this team like if you think about it right kyle came in after him all caleb came in after him you know highsmith and hawkes like all these guys came in after him he's you know quietly one of the most tenured heat players uh on this team so he's absolutely killing it doing a great job let's get into the next week in heat basketball we have uh three solid teams coming up actually in this next week the minnesota timberwolves the orlando magic who are on an absolute tear to start the beginning of the season. Um, living in Orlando, I've been able to cover a couple of them, those games live. I was at the Magic versus Nuggets game when I watched the Magic defeat the defending ch- or defending champs in the Denver Nuggets. And uh, th- that team is good. They have a lot of good young players. Paulo Banquero is obviously killing it. Cole Anthony is one of my favorites. You know, Franz Wagner is really good. Um, but I'll let's, I'll let's break down all those games. Like I said, Timberwolves, uh, my Orlando Magic, and then we also have the Atlanta Hawks on Friday as well. Gad, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, how do you think we go over those three games? Which um, and just give me like maybe a quick breakdown. So I'll get to the record prediction at the end of this, but I am so excited that they get this week of basketball. Like these, specifically the first two games. Honestly, I don't care about the Hawks. To hell with them. They can do whatever, right? They don't matter to me at all. That game, don't care about. We'll get to that later. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic, could, there could not be a more perfect duo of teams for the Heat to play with Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo back. I think these two games are going to teach them so much. They're going to struggle at times, for sure. That's without question. I don't think they've played a defense that's at this level. Both of these defenses, Timberwolves are number one in defensive rating. The Magic, I believe, are top five i want to say they're third or fourth and both of them are top 10 in net rating this season these are two very good basketball teams coming or playing against the miami heat this year timberwolves are tied for the best record in the nba or at least they were as of this morning i think the celtics winning may have given them the upper hand this is a really good basketball team they're playing two really good basketball teams are playing and my thing is they're defensive minded they're such good defensive teams they give you a blend of length athleticism and cohesiveness like it's not like they're just individually talented they're well coached as well i think chris finch and jamal Mosley are doing a really really good job with their teams and it's going to be tough for the heat i'm very excited to see what it looks like 
because we look back at a couple weeks ago where it was the Bucks and the Pacers. Defensively, those teams are eh. Offensively, they make you run track meets. And we learned a lot about the Heat. They could keep up and they could hold their own in those track meets, which is really important. Now we're going to get back to a more Heat style of game. It's going to be a little bit slower. They're going to muck it up a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of these games, neither team scored 100 points. We could be headed for those types of matchup with Bam being back on the floor. I think it's going to be really important for the Heat, especially in these matchups, to emphasize ball movement and moving off, like moving the ball and moving off of the ball, right? Like you need to hit those cutters in time in these pockets of space that these teams give you. If not, they will block your shots. They will steal the ball. They have that length. They have all of that stuff that good defenses have. I don't think either one of these teams are a fluke. I think they're both legit playoff contenders. I think they will both be legit playoff teams. And it's going to be exciting to see how the Heat are able to impose their will offensively. Defensively, I think they'll be okay. But offensively, are they able to still get to their spots or are there moments where they do feel a little little inferior, if I'm being honest, in terms of talent, where that talent gap might actually be noticeable against one of the top-tier defenses. So I can't wait. The Timberwolves have always had the Heat's number since the Jimmy Baller era, the 2-7 and seven against the, uh, the Heat are 2-7 and seven against the Timberwolves. I'm going to go ahead and chalk that one up as an L. I'm not going to lie. I think the Timberwolves will get the best of the Heat, although that is contingent upon Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels playing. If one or both of them does not play, I think the Heat win. Against the Magic, I'm going to go with the Heat win. I think the individual defense that the Heat have can kind of slow down the Magic's best players a little bit. Banchero, Wagner, those are really good players, really good two-way wings. I think the Heat can slow them down a little bit by throwing a whole bunch of different bodies at them. They have experience with these guys that love to get to the rim and love to play inside a little bit more. They do a good job with those guys. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they beat them and then they beat the Hawks. I'll go with two and one. But I would really, really love to see the Heat beat Minnesota because that team has truly had their number. And if we're being honest, they own Jimmy Butler whenever they play against each other. Like They've just been able to win those games, man. So it's been a long time since Jimmy's played against Minnesota. I'm expecting a good Jimmy game tomorrow night. I think at home he gets up for it. And I don't know if it'll be enough for a win, but I hope it is. I think to you said, like what you said with that, it's – uh. An uh, excellent point with the Timberwolves has always been tough against them to to get the win. This time we're at home. My only thing with that game is, is there going to be a little bit of, you know, like it's just a little bit of rust with Tyler Hero or Bam Adebayo, just getting the ball back in the right spot, or is there going to be some unnecessary turnovers? Like you said, if there's an Anthony Edwards, you don't want to give that guy a ball in an open court. You know, he's going to body just about anybody on this Heat team. So, um, you know, he's one of those guys I would love to eventually see on a Heat jersey. Uh, one day but you know like you said with the magic I think we have the tools for that one the Hawks is going to be an interesting one as well Matt before I give you my prediction I want to hear yours and kind of your breakdown um, of those next three games this is going to be a masochistic basketball week in terms of what we see from the heat because to Gad's point there will be times where the heat struggle offensively and like when you put the heat in a half court situation against teams who are bigger who are lengthier who are who are more more cohesive like it is a struggle for the Heat sometimes, whether who, regardless of it, Tyler Hero or Bam Adebayo or Headley, that's just how this Heat team has been over the last couple of seasons. And so um, there are definitely times where Orlando's going to try to muck it up in the half court, where Minnesota's going to try to muck it up in the half court. Like that's that's just how these two teams play, and that's how they have gotten to two top five defensive teams this season. Um, is doing that to to opposing teams, and 
I think it'll I think it will be a little bit of a reintegration period, especially for Tyler Hero. Like I don't I'm guessing he'll probably be on a little bit of a minutes restriction tomorrow night. Um he'll probably get I'm I'm guessing 25 to 30 minutes. So we're not gonna see full-fledged Tyler Hero right away. Um and so that means other guys are gonna have to create and like just going back to the Jaime Hawkins discussion, that's where it becomes important for him, just at least like that that creation off the bench, especially with Kyle Lowry out. Um, and like who's going to be the table setter for Miami in these lineups? Um, so I think that's all going to be important, but I think it's going to be a lot of masochistic basketball between at least, especially with these two teams, or at least uh, with the with the Wolves and Magic. Like it's going to be a little bit of a struggle um, at times. It's going to make you want to rip your hair at it sometimes, but um, I'm guessing the Heat, I think it, I think they're both going to be close games because I mean it is the Miami Heat. They will play a clutch game one way or the other. Um, I'm get I I will I'll go one and one with these two teams, and then I'll say they beat the Hawks, and so I also go two and one. It is a little bit of a struggle because my I feel like Miami has struggled with Orlando on the road um, over the last several years. Maybe I'm maybe I, I'm I'm blocking a couple wins out, but it feels like they have struggled. Um, especially with how good Orlando is defensively. Now I think that I think it, it could good. There's a high level of variance with this. I think they go two and one, but I could also see them going one and two. Um, I don't think they go oh and three. I don't think they lose to the Hawks, but uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, the Heat have struggled against teams who are above 500 this season. They've struggled. They've kind of beaten up on the bad teams, but they're beaten up on the teams who are on their schedule, which is something that they should do. But they have struggled against some of these better teams. Um, and so I, I just wonder how that eventually plays out now that they have a fully healthy roster, even if they aren't fully integrated right away. Absolutely. And, and to your, both your guys' points, I think two and one is definitely the most likely. I think it's going to be a struggle tomorrow against the Timberwolves. Like you said, just integrating Tyler Hero back into it. Um, I think with the Magic, the biggest positive is there's not going to be any Terrence Ross. So we're not going to have to worry about him. Um, coming off the bench and torching us. So, um, you know, with that side of things, uh, I do think with, like God said excellently, we have a lot of solutions to the threats that the Orlando Magic uh, pose, right? I mean, you have uh, Franz Wagner and, and Paulo Banchero, you know, and they're excellent, but we have the guys to counter that, right? We have the Highsmith, we have the Hawkes, you know, we have the Caleb Martins that you can throw on that guy. Bam and Abayo can switch onto either of those guys and lock them up, you know? Um, and then there's their front court is uh, solid, but I'm not sure if Wendell Carter is healthy. I know he got injured um, on a, the last play of a game a couple weeks ago. I'd have to check and see if he's healthy. Uh, but their front court is kind of thin uh, as well and not as solid defensively. So I think that's something we can do is really attack the paint. When it comes to that Magic game, it's going to be really uh, a tale of two different style of defenses when it comes to the Magic and the Timberwolves. Even though they're both top five, you know, you have a Timberwolves that's anchored down by a solid regular season defender in Rudy Gobert um, that can hold it. You know, once you get into the paint, makes it is makes it hard for you to get those shots off. But you know, with the Magic, they don't really have that person necessarily in the paint to do that. They've just been solid all over. They're really athletic, causing a lot of turnovers. Um, and they're an exciting team to watch, man. It's hard for me not to want to root for them. Um, even though they're here in Orlando, like, you know, a rival team for us, but they're a lot of fun to watch. They're really young, you know, and then they're hilarious too. But the Hawks game, I think that's pretty much a gimme. Um, obviously no game is a gimme when it comes to the heat. It's going to probably end up being a clutch game now that I said that, but, um, it's going to end up being a win regardless. I think by the time Friday comes around, uh, this heat team will just be really flowing offensively and defensively having to go through the grinder of two solid teams. They'll have. Uh, a solid one against the Hawks. But 
We're coming up on 40 minutes, guys. I appreciate everybody uh, in the comments for joining us. Mr. Donut Dan, Lenny Pena. Uh, we had Van Lee. We also had uh, Mr. Bryce Blackwell. Appreciate all you guys uh, for kicking it with us. Uh, like As always, if you guys haven't already liked the video, make sure you do that out. It's free. It helps us grow as a Miami Heat channel. And we know we don't get enough love as the Miami Heat team. So make sure we kind of get that out there as well. And follow us on the podcast feed. Make sure you follow the boys. Uh, at Gaddy L. Cartagena and at under at MPH underscore 824 underscore for Matt. Um, appreciate you guys joining in as always. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you guys on the floor crew after next week. Let's go heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.